0: hello friends hi everyone we are your host morgan and kelsey and we are back with another episode this week to talk about you you. talk about you and me (laughs) all of us all of us together and showing up as your true authentic self always so welcome back to actually a podcast actually you and me and you the listener. (laughs) Why are we talking about this today? How do we get here?
1: Yeah. So I'll say to start one of the number one things that people tell us whenever they talk about how cool it is that we have a podcast because it is pretty cool is that they love how authentic we are and you know just how much we are comfortable with being ourselves. Mm -hmm. And to be completely honest with you, I didn't quite understand what being authentic was. Right. So that led me to a little Google search. (laughs) And I found five bullet points that I honestly found that were really relevant to what we're doing. And those five things are having a passion, a mission, making a commitment, being vulnerable and valuing others And I mean, is that not what we're doing? Exactly what we're doing. So trying to do at least. Yes. That's what we are attempting to do here. Mm -hmm. And so that was just like, wow, we are being authentic. Like, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. So I mean, this is vulnerable. This is intimidating, but we are committed and we have a mission in mind. So I just think it's super cool that we're doing this together.
0: Yeah. And well, I think that. Two, This is something that I think a majority of our audience can relate to. Like, I think at some time or another, everyone has dealt with not being one hundred percent authentic totally. or not feeling themselves, and so I think we want to like have a conversation about it for people that maybe are thinking about being authentic or struggling with the idea of, of it being yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's scary. Yeah, doing this podcast yes, we're being authentic in ourselves, but it's freaking scary. Yeah. vulnerable, mm-hmm. like putting yourself
1: out there like this. Absolutely. One of the bullet points on that same website was actually not caring about what other people think. Mm. And that one was a little bit tough for me because I do care mm-hmm. and I, I want to put out good work. So people think that it's good. Yeah. But I also know in the times that I've messed up in the past, the times that I've not done things completely perfectly, that people still love me.
0: Right. And when I was thinking about authenticity, I don't even think that the thought of not being perfect had crossed my mind until we started talking about it. And me trying to portray this like perfect persona is not authentic because I mean, humans aren't
1: perfect. That's just who we are. I really liked the peas and portray this perfect persona. Did I throw the triple P in there it for you? It's a little bit of alliteration. <laughs> Beatboxing queen. <laughs> so let's just dive right in. So to kick things off, Morgan, why have you felt in the past like you couldn't be yourself?
0: So I think when I first
1: started,
0: there was this social stigma around people who didn't fit into a box necessarily you know like people who have tattoos have bad judgment Mm -hmm. or people who have piercings are unprofessional and and my personal favorite you would be so much prettier if you didn't have that piercing or tattoo (laughs) on your face or on your body Mm -hmm. so I think just like from a subconscious point of view I was automatically on defense. Like I needed to be this person that I wasn't. So when I first got in here already having my tattoos and piercings, I didn't feel like I was going to be taken seriously for those things that I had already had. Um, the person that I, I was. And so immediately I just tried to hide that part of myself. Mm -hmm. I, (laughs) <laughs> when I started my first role, I had in-person training in May in mm-hmm. South Carolina, and I wore long sleeves through July because, <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't want anyone on my team, anyone in the organization, to know that I had like tattoos on my arms and that I had done that because I wanted to be taken seriously, yeah. Yeah. and I just felt like I needed to hide that portion of myself, and part of it too, kind of tied back to. You know, the people that I had surrounded myself Mm -hmm. when I first joined and I had this leader that was a big part of, you know, the start of my career that wanted everyone to fit into a box and didn't want anyone to really be themselves. They wanted everyone to be number 12, 13, 14 employee at the organization. You know, don't socialize with others at events. Don't do X, Y, and Z, be this person for this organization. And so I didn't really feel the support to be myself when I first joined too. And so that didn't come until later. Yeah. So I think all those things combined, it really put a mental barrier around where I thought that I could go, where I could be. So yeah, it was really hard, but like, what about you? What made you think that you couldn't be yourself when you first came in?
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny to start that you mentioned visible tattoos, because when I first started, I didn't have any visible tattoos. Um, but then going to events and being around MSPs who are business owners and, you know, like they create their own rules, they had visible tattoos. And honestly, for me, that got to the point where I was like, oh, I could probably do this. <laughs> but it took me seeing it for sure, like mm-hmm. to be like, oh, okay, this is all right. And even then, sometimes still, I'm like, is it okay that you could see this? I actually, I had a speaking spot recently. I was wearing a blazer, but the MC introduced me. And one of his fun facts about me was that I'm from Texas and I have a yeehaw tattoo on my arm. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, like it's covered up. Like I'm wearing, (laughs) I'm wearing a blazer so you can't see it. Um, So that's really funny. Um, but I think that growing up as a young woman, I guess I've always been a young woman, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Still a young woman. (laughs) Um, growing up, you know, I have always liked girlier, frillier things. And it's just kind of been an accepted like, oh, men aren't going to take you seriously because you wear sparkly makeup and we think Mm -hmm. your shirts are too tight. That is something I have been told before. Um, which is stupid. Yeah. So, Subconsciously, you know, you kind of put on this more put together, almost, I dare I say it, manly persona that, Mm -hmm. you know, isn't you. Yeah.
0: Because you are trying to fit in and you're trying Trying to to blend in. You're trying to blend in and not stand out. Like, I think that that's like what corporate America really wants. It's just this like cookie cutter, cookie cutter, suburban freaking yes. but <laughs> like, you know what I mean like yes they want everyone to be the same they want to be the same workers going the same direction working for the same person their entire life and that's just not
1: and repeat baby
0: yeah and that's just not where we are what we want to do
1: yeah I'd say probably one of the key turning points for me was I had a speaking spot, which I have mentioned before, (laughs) that did not go terribly according to plan. And I was told afterwards by a well-meaning colleague that, oh, it doesn't matter what you say on stage, like if it's good or bad, like you're a girl in a skirt, so it's (gasps) fine. And yeah, um, I understand that that was meant well, but I want to be more than just a girl in a skirt. You are more than a girl in just a skirt. Thank you. I'm actually wearing pants today.
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> I hate that comment yeah. so much, but I'm sure it came from the problem is that that was okay to say. Yeah. Like somebody thought that was, that was that meant was... to be comforting. That, that was meant to be a comforting statement. And yeah. that
1: is a whole nother podcast topic that we'll have to cover. Amen sister. But anywho, I have just found that I feel my best and I perform my best when I am both competent in the subject matter that I am dealing with and wearing my sparkliest makeup and maybe a little skirt while I'm at it. Yeah. Actually,
0: you can do that. You can do whatever you want. Honestly,
1: I actually appreciate that.
0: (laughs) So how long do you think it took you to get to the point where you're right now where you feel like you can be
1: authentic? I will say that that was probably one pretty big shift for me, that um, initial one there. But also, I mean, it took time. It took moving to a smaller team and having a little bit more, I don't want to say free will, but I guess maybe a little less influence from others. I Mm -hmm. had more to figure out. And I also had a pressure because I was with a company that was new to the space and I had more of a pressure to be present and to help create Mm -hmm. our presence. And when you're working all the time, it's tough to have a persona all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that was super eloquent, but what about you, Morgan?
0: No, the exact same thing, Kelsey. It took a shift in positions for me. Yeah, Like
1: when I went to
0: a newer company Mine wasn't necessarily smaller, but it was newer Mm -hmm. and it was around building the brand awareness. And, you know, I think that the biggest part of it was having my surroundings change. And that was all the people that were, that were around me that were supporting me and wanting me to be successful and be my own person and giving me a platform and a place to speak my, speak for myself and be who I want to
1: be. That is Barbie's slogan. Really? Be who you want to be. At least it used to be. Be who you want to be. I don't know if that's a Margot
0: Robbie. I don't know if that's a that Margot Robbie slogan. No, it's not. But yeah, I think that it was having people that were surrounding me that wanted me to be successful and giving me a voice and a platform to be myself was what really kind of made me start thinking about it. And, and one of the biggest things is that somebody told me last year was that I need to make it a priority to build a brand for
1: myself. Yeah.
0: And, and that was coach. Like he told me when I started at my last job, you know, in case anything happens. Sure. Absolutely. And I'm really glad that I was able to take that advice and listen to him because I ended up like at a really awesome
1: place I completely agree. I actually tell people who are newer to the space all the time that one of the most important things they can do is build their own brand and become more active within the community. Mm -hmm. Because whenever you're looking for a new position later on down the road, whenever that may be, for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. people will want to hire you for you. Exactly. As opposed to, oh yeah, this is an SDR from. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I've interviewed a lot like in the
0: last couple of years with a lot of different companies and nobody really asks my statistics like yeah what did I do as a BDR what did I do as a BDR manager what did I do as a channeling agent manager like nobody said show me your statistics and your KPIs like they wanted to have a conversation with me yeah Morgan and, McBride and see what I brought to the table not KPI wise yeah personality wise and I would say the same exact thing for Probably if I were to be hiring, like I'm hiring, but like, I would look at a person for like what they're going to bring, not like necessarily statistics on a piece of paper. Like those are important, but it's not who you are.
1: Like skills can be taught, but personality is not. Boom. That rhymed. Boom. Thank you. That was perfect. Yes.
0: Some sales leader told me at some point that people crave authenticity. And I think that it was told to me when I was a BDR because when I was a BDR, I used to fumble on my words so often. Like, there was one time where I left a voicemail where I coughed for like 30 <laughs> seconds straight.
1: Who has that voicemail? I know. I need <laughs> someone
0: to send it to me because I couldn't, I couldn't get it. And I felt so bad. Like I'd go to my BDR meeting and I would be like, Stephen, uh, I messed up really bad. Like cough for 30 seconds, <laughs> seconds, voicemail. He's never going to be a, in business with us. And he was like, you know what? People crave authenticity. Well, that's exactly what it was. I, that's that was the not, most
1: human thing you could have done in that moment.
0: Exactly. And I'm like coughing through the pain. Yeah. So people
1: crave, people crave it. I um, love that. I think that kind of feeds into our next topic. Um, <laughs> what made you feel like you could start living authentically was that kind of a spur point for you
0: i think it was a gradual point like i don't think i had this aha moment where i was like i am done being pc morgan (laughs) oh we're not
1: pc anymore we're mac we oh oh you (laughs) so i feel like it was a gradual
0: awakening for myself. I a big part of it was having the support around me and the people that uplifted me and encouraged me to be myself. And it really was a gradual thing that had happened where I just realized yeah. I am not this person that I'm pretending to be. I'm yeah. not this clean cut PC person that doesn't fumble or make mistakes or do anything like that. I am naturally imperfect. And that's just who I am and who I'm going to show up as. Perfectly imperfect. Actually perfectly imperfect.
1: Oh. <laughs> next episode title.
0: <laughs> and I I think a big thing was just seeing successful people that looked like me. We've talked about
1: Desiree so many times. This I'm bringing is her back to be up. called actually we love Desiree. It really is.
0: But uh, Honestly, I remember someone telling me I needed to connect with Desiree Thomas on LinkedIn. And I looked and it was when she had blue hair and as her LinkedIn profile picture. And I was like, wait, like, look at her. She's so successful and she's blue hair. And then I met her in person. I was like, she's got blue hair and tattoos and piercings. Why can't I be like her? That was, I think that was like the epitome of like where things started to formulate. Somebody so successful can have all the things that I have. Like, why can't I be
1: like that? I'm just like her. May I step in? Of course. Um, The first time I saw Desiree, she walked past me and I, she had pink hair at the time. I saw hot pink hair and tattoos and I knew that she was important because people had told me and I was just like, oh, heck yes, I'm in the right <laughs> place that a woman with pink hair and tattoos is respected and like people want Absolutely. to listen to her. Like, you know, it's funny you say like, oh, the successful person, it's like success is obviously measured differently by everyone, but that's definitely success. Yes.
0: Especially to
1: us, you know, like you are respected and you are valued and you are so you, Desiree has multiple dinosaur heads. Yes. And onesies. Desiree is the
0: definition of authentic. Yeah.
1: Um, I also.
0: (laughs) You're going to rename this. Actually, Desiree.
1: (laughs) Um, I also had uh, a conversation with Jimmy actually, where he was just like, gotta be like Des, man. And I was like, you got it. I already idolized her. So that's perfect. Of course. (laughs) Don't we? We love you. We do. And we appreciate you for being authentically you because you have helped both of us be authentically Authentically us. (laughs) But also as a side,
0: as a side note to all of that, Mashed mashed potatoes, gravy. It is so exhausting trying to pretend to be something that you're not truthfully. I just couldn't imagine myself pretending to be the person that I was acting like for the rest of my career on this channel. Totally. I knew I wanted to stay here, but I just couldn't imagine continuing down the path of the person that I was portraying. Yeah. So I think slowly I started to dip my toes in to be a little bit more authentic and just put myself out there a little bit more. And I would say still, there's times where I just go mode PC. And I would like to be a little bit more authentic, but I'm just not fully there if I'm being completely transparent. Absolutely. There are definitely
1: still times that I turn it on when I have to. Yeah. Kelsey, what made you feel like you could get to the point with where you're at? I definitely think the inspiration from other people, um, so many people, not just Des, obviously, but she's just the first that comes to Mm -hmm. mind. But also, yeah, you're not at work when you're doing this like you are working yes 40 hours plus plus late nights early mornings it just kind of honestly comes out I can remember an event that we had last year where Jimmy kept kind of muttering Lizzo lyrics to himself (laughs) and then I started muttering them because I'd just been hearing him all day and we both kind of realized and later that day Connor was like Um, you guys should make a TikTok like this is so funny and it was one of those where it was like oh we can talk about pop culture and relevant things even though we're working like it was kind of just like a moment where like the walls came down like yeah we are all people and we listen to the radio and yeah some of us scroll TikTok others don't please don't yell at those of us who do I don't do it on my (laughs) Wi-Fi there
0: was a silent wink there (laughs) Um, Um, Could you imagine going from the booth and being somebody that is not authentic? That's not yourself. Your PC self. You're like, you know, at the booth and then going to the the after party or the bar later and then being like a completely different person. No,
1: No. I honestly think that if you are masking at the booth, you can't go to the after parking things <laughs> because it just doesn't work. It doesn't.
0: Somebody sees you there, and then they come up to the booth the next day, and they're like, "So much fun hanging out with you!" And you're like,
1: Happy "I don't I have help fun. You. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we went through different places. <laughs> you're not always working. You can't always mask forever. I'm always working, working. I'm
0: always
1: working, working. So Morgan, what advice, if any, would you give? Your former self, or others who are working on becoming more authentic. The biggest quote
0: in our research on authenticity that's come because we research, because we research when we talk about topics that we want to talk about is that authenticity is about being, not becoming. Mm. So I think. I think showing up as yourself is so important. And I would tell my former self that statement and don't be afraid of what people are thinking of you. Because one I would say 90% of people don't really care truthfully. Yeah. I there have been so many embarrassing moments of my life where I just have to accept like no one is ever these people aren't going to see me again. Yeah. You know, the MSP community is a little small so I can't necessarily say that, but I'm like they don't care. <laughs> don't let anybody put you in a corner either. It's my dirty dancing wow. of the episode, but don't let anybody dull your, your shine and just be yourself. And people want you for you and they don't want another number. Knock off. Yeah. They don't want another cookie cutter business salesperson talking to them. They want to talk to somebody authentic and they yeah. want to talk to a human. And I think that former Morgan and current Morgan, you are awesome and you should show up for yourself and be who you are. And I wish
1: I would have done that the whole time. Yeah. What about you, Kelsey? Um, Well, on the note of embarrassing things, you know, worrying about what people think, I am an eldest sister of quite a few siblings. So being embarrassing has been part of my job for a very long time. uh my youngest sister was probably 19 or 20 and we were walking through the mall and there was pictures with santa and she was like ew oh my god that's so disgusting and i said oh guess what we're doing let me go stand in line and get pictures with santa and she was like kelsey oh, this is so embarrassing i still have that picture on my refrigerator girl we sat through that line we took pictures with santa like don't tell me it's have embarrassing i'm gonna do sister's it that? like i'm probably, probably. sure i do. probably <laughs> Um, so definitely I'm used to being embarrassing. Uh, I definitely replay moments in my head all the time, but you know, the people, not to get all Dr. Susie in here, but the people who matter don't mind and the people who mind don't matter. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, 90% of the people aren't paying attention to you. Probably 8% of those love you regardless. And the other 2% are just looking for you to mess up because they're insecure in their own ways. True. So, like, at the end of the day, yeah, it happens. Um, My advice to myself is, honestly, people will like you more when you're more yourself, and you will also like you more mm-hmm. when you're more yourself. You'll be happier, and work just doesn't feel so much like work. Absolutely. When, of course, it's still, it's still work. <laughs> it's still work, but... It is definitely not as grueling when you're able to just be human, accept others for being human and also have fun while you're at it. Yeah. Um and then you create really cool projects with your friends. So it's like midnight podcasts. in a hotel room recording a podcast. <laughs>
0: we- yeah, so I was talking with Rob last week and we were chatting. I kind of gave him a little bit of insight on what we we're talking about this week. Mm-hmm. And if
1: if I may, Rob is probably president of our fan club.
0: He definitely is. Thank you, Rob. Some applause for you. Robert T. Ray. (laughs) So I was talking with Rob last week and we were chatting about this topic and he brought up a really good point that I hadn't thought of before. And that because he's been in this space for so long is that. But he's only 32 I don't know how he has so much experience with only being 32, but well, I'll give it to him. <laughs> but it is that the industry is, is way more accepting now than it used to be. Yeah. Which I think is really a great point to make. And it shows me that there's already been improvement since we've, you know, since
1: the beginning of time. <laughs> beginning. <laughs>
0: You know, I think that it's really good to know that things are moving in the right direction. And I'm sure that there are still a lot of people in this space. I would say it's a minority now of people that might see your pink hair and see my double nostril piercing and think like those girls. They suck. They they can not make good decisions. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't listen to them because I want to make good business decisions. But we're here to change that mindset So how do you think, Kelsey, that we can help continue to make these improvements and, you know, continue to move towards a more positive change on on these stigmas and stereotypes?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that you and I have both seen a shift just in the time that we've been here. Mm -hmm. So that also feels good to know that other people, Rob and others, have seen that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that we can continue being accepting of people who think, look and sometimes even behave differently than we do mm-hmm. um let their voices be heard and continuing to do what we do we are creating a space because we didn't necessarily have a space and we can hopefully potentially also inspire people to create their own spaces yeah. you know like we all win together
0: i think that that's a really important point though i think that we are moving towards a really good spot in the channel and I'm hoping that this isn't even necessarily a conversation in any of corporate America moving forward
1: like, are we in corporate America I feel like we sort of are I, follow, I just donated all of my slacks I feel like we're
0: I, I follow all the like corporate Natalie corporate, bro, corporate Natalie corporate bro just corporate rod just rod like I follow all of them I feel corporate enough yeah okay you're
1: right we have little email jobs we do have little email jobs sometimes
0: yeah. you but right. I feel like I would like to get to a place where this isn't even a conversation that needs to be had because people just like don't care about like those kinds of decisions. Like I, I genuinely, the whole point of this, which I hope is taken away from, from this for those that are listening that maybe have like different mindsets than us is that just because we've got different colored hair and tattoos and piercings doesn't mean that we aren't qualified for our jobs. And doesn't mean that we can't be freaking stand out and, you know, part of the
1: next generation of channel leaders. Can I get a little spicy and say that also just because we're young women? Absolutely. We're going down that path now. I mean, we might just venture down the path. (laughs) I think that's also something that's just completely ingrained in us. Mm -hmm. Like we can't help that. Yeah, and we can't help what people think, you know, when they walk up to a booth and don't want to talk to you necessarily, or because
0: i a woman. Yeah, yeah, or
1: they don't want to hear what you have to say when you call them on the phone or when you speak to them mm-hmm. from the stage. I definitely think that plays a role in me trying to be perfect and trying to be super knowledgeable because I'm also fighting that battle. Yeah not only do I have pink hair and visible tattoos and piercings, I'm also a lady. (laughs) It's a big, it's a
0: big conversation that we'll have to dive into in another episode, but it's a huge thing that does come with being authentic. Like, I mean,
1: I don't hide it. I wear those rhinestone sparkly (laughs) boots that I've got, you know, like skirts and dresses. Like I'm, And
0: naturally, that's who you are and who you
1: should show up as. Like, I don't, I think that you should.
0: Like, I don't think you should dole that at all. Like, I am not a sparkly person. That's why we're such good friends because we're opposites. (laughs) We are. I'm wearing my, like, you're a neutrals gal. I
1: am a neutrals gal. And I'm just, I wore neutrals last week. It was like, this looks weird on me. And you're like, no, you look great. And I was like, yeah, because it's brown.
0: To every neutral girl, there's a bold best friend, and that's why we come each it. other. <laughs> but I feel like that has a lot of like why I didn't feel like I could be myself either is because like being a woman, you just naturally want to be this docile, bubbly, positive person, and so yeah. you don't say no in situations where somebody is be like crossing the line a little bit yeah. too much and. I feel like that's really hard as a woman and we'll have to dive into it in another episode. I, I feel like we're agree. We're, yeah. a little, we're
1: already towards the end of our are. time,
0: but I I do kind of want to just end things on like, it, it didn't start feeling like, like I've gotten a few more tattoos recently and I didn't start feeling comfortable doing that until I had those people around me that were supporting me and that knew my value, no matter what I did to my physical body. Yeah. And it's just, it's not my judgment. Like they just know who I am as a person. And it really does make like all the difference in the world because I want to do these things. I want this really, like I have a whole tattoo plan that I was scared of doing because I was in this space for a while. And I yeah. was like, I'll never be able to do that unless I want to wear sleeves all the time or like a collar. or <laughs> so, <pants laughs> neck. But then there's people like out there that are actually... Showing their tattoos and showing their piercings and have colored hair and then are owning it. And it's just all about making the space more accepting and understanding of like, we are, we are each our own person and we can do what we want. And it doesn't
1: affect our work performance. Yeah. Oh, kind of wild thing. After I started dyeing my hair vivid colors, people would tell me, oh, I'm not brave enough to do that. And at the time, I, I almost thought that was an insult. Like, oh, I'm brave. But looking back now, I'm like, I guess it is kind of scary because I am putting that extra layer against myself of judgment. Don't say against. Yeah. Don't well, say against. in their eyes. In their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's brave to them. But to me, it was just like, well, I like pink. I want to put pink in my hair. I actually yeah. started with purple. Purple's the gateway color. But who cares?
0: Honestly, that's what it comes down to is who should care about whether your hair is purple purple. Whether I have my nose pierced or visible tattoos on my
1: arms, listen. Thinking my nose ring is my personality. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> I actually have taken it out for work. We talked about that earlier. We've both We've taken been. out our nose rings for jobs. Yeah, for my first interviews, which were virtual.
0: Given, <laughs> I don't know why I thought I had to do that. I took my nose ring out that I had had because it. you're told to. Because I, I it's thought a professional. that professional. Yeah. You can't do that. I didn't think I was going to be taken seriously, so I took it out it closed. Yep. I ended up getting it repaired a couple of years later when I felt more comfortable in being who I wanted to be.
1: Yeah. I took mine out for a job. I had it out for 3 years and I started wearing it again during COVID because we were wearing masks and I was like <laughs> no one can tell anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um love that.
0: Well, I'm really glad that as a community I feel like we are in a better space than we were previously. But I would like to continue to move towards a more accepting all around
1: community, I think. I agree. Yeah. I mean, that's the spirit of what we're doing here. I completely agree, Morgan. So hopefully this is a little bit of inspiration for anyone who is maybe looking to live a little bit more authentically. Mm -hmm. Um, It's definitely not an overnight transformation. And it's something we ourselves even work on all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, people definitely applaud us for being vulnerable and out there, but it's not easy all the time. And we work on it every day.
0: Yeah.
1: Something we've definitely got a lot of feedback on is that listening to this podcast feels super relatable and we'd like to keep it that way. Mm -hmm. So we just want you to be your happiest self and
0: the world needs more of you. I truly believe that.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Well, thank you guys so so much for tuning in to another episode that we have hosted together. (laughs) We can't wait for the next one. And if you have thoughts, feedback, we absolutely love to hear it. We love it. It's so heartwarming. It's so heartwarming, even if it's constructive criticism. Like you can't tell whether Kelsey and I who's talking (laughs) in the who's talking (laughs) we we appreciate it. So Kelsey,
1: would you like to sign us off? Morgan, I would love that. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for another episode and we can't wait to see y'all next time. Love you. Bye.